up, everybody? It's your boy, Jonathan D'Angelo, a.k.a. Johnny D. I got Neko Yasha 09 with me, hopefully in some time in, in the next couple minutes, Mermaid Moonchild. And you are tuned into another Blurred View session. And today, tonight, tomorrow, if you cheating on your girlfriend, if you, you know, if you at your stepmom's house, sniffing her panties, wherever you at, we are talking about Suicide Squad versus The Suicide Squad. And... We are going to get in-depth. We're going to break it down movie to movie, director to director, and character to character, because both movies had the same characters. Ooh, but first and foremost, first and most importantly, I would like you guys to bring your attention to the sponsor of this video, which is going to be Concrete Comics, and their new comic, Acolyte. This is volume two of two out now. You guys can check them out at ConcreteComics.com. Their Instagram handle is, their all their handles are at Concrete Comics. Concrete is spelled with a K, as you can see up here. Boom. Concrete Comics. Y'all go check their issues out. I definitely rated their table at Atlanta Comic Con. Shout out to everybody that I met at Atlanta Comic Con. It was dope. Suicide Squad. Alright, let's get into it. So, Suicide Squad with Will Smith came out in 2016. The, the Suicide Squad is not actually a sequel but it is but it ain't of the 2016 snyder cut snyder suicide squad um some of the reoccurring characters were harley quinn obviously they're not going to kill off harley quinn they're, she's their cash cow right now because batman is harley um yep. so they had harley quinn they had captain boomerang they had um uh, amanda waller and that was it. <laughs> no, uh, 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 hello, Rick Flag. Yeah, and Rick Flag, and that was it. And goddamn, oh man, oh, and, that and te okay, technically Captain Boomerang. Technically, that's what I, I, I said Captain Boomerang. Okay, I said okay. Captain Boomerang. Giant B want all the hentai protagonists in here on the lot. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, but okay, so let I, I, okay, so David Ayer did the first one, and according to David Ayer. His cut actually didn't get released. Warner Brothers was not being was not playing like Warner Brothers didn't give David Ayer the same creative freedom they gave James Gunn. Ironically, James Gunn got canceled by Marvel for making some socially insensitive comments, and of course, DC and of course, Warner Brothers in their good faith picked him up right after because we all know how Warner Brothers is with the with the bullshit. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So Release the, the Ayers cut, you cowards! Okay. Exactly. David Ayers had enough. David Ayers said he had enough movie to not only have a Suicide Squad movie, but a Harley Quinn and Joker movie. Um, but the reason why you guys haven't seen Joker in Birds of Prey or Suicide, The Suicide Squad is because Jared Leto's contract was up. There was a conflict with contract negotiations, he didn't, and he wasn't invited back. And because uh, Jaquan Phoenix's Joker movie did so well. Well, did you just call him Jaquan? What I say? Hakeem. It's Hakeem. Joaquin. Hakeem. Yeah. Joaquin. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. I'm sorry, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, yeah, like it's so Darren Leto won't be returning as a Joker, which is why his character made a unnecessarily stupid write out in what slash walk off in Birds of Prey. Um, and he was not in, Jerry Lowe's Joker was not in Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad, and he wouldn't be because Joker's never been on The Suicide Squad. Amanda Waller's not stupid enough <laughs> to hire the Joker in any medium. Um, but, yeah, so that and supposedly Jerry Leto was also a nightmare behind the yeah. scenes, too, so. Jared, Jared Leto does method acting, so he brings his character with him in all aspects, and so there was actually conflict, um, Jared Leto and Denzel Washington recently had a movie together. And there's an interview where they were talking about uh, Jared Leto's method acting in that interview with Denzel Washington. And Denzel Washington was not for Jared Leto shit. Like, <laughs> like um, so uh, that's all, that movie also released on HBO Max uh, through Warner Brothers. But yeah, there, like Jared Leto's method acting, that's why Will Smith didn't want to come back as Deadshot. Um, that, yeah. And... Like, that was one of the reasons why Will Smith didn't want to come back as Deadshot. So, no Deadshot. Um, but if you want to break down character for character, bar for bar, um, let's talk about the leaders of the squad. So, Rick Flagg was the same character. Same dude. Uh, same actor and everything. Uh, Amanda Waller, obviously the, the queen the queen actress herself, Viola Davis. Same Nailed it character. once again. Nailed it. 
once again. Um, so instead of Deadshot, we had uh, Bloodsport. Now, Bloodsport is actually three people in DC Comics. And the mm -hmm. one they originally, his character, the, the character that they chose for this movie, they reinvented. His original character was a um, mentally, uh, he was a mentally ill assassin hired by Lex Luthor to kill Superman. Um, and he he was he was a fanatic, and he was obsessed with the Vietnam War, even though he'd never served in the Vietnam War. Uh, Lex Luthor tried to hire him to kill Superman. Lex Luthor's plan backfired, and Luthor and Superman had to take out Bloodsport. And this one, they retconned it to be to make Idris Elba a deadbeat dad, because you know black men can't never be fathers. Yep, apparently. Anyway. <laughs> like, and, that's just a DC um, thing. Yeah, who was and Bloodsport was in jail for trying to kill Superman. Uh, which we won't see because they discontinued Superman in the cinematic universe for now. Um, but which that's the I want to look forward to because <laughs> he almost did succeed killing him. So spoiler yeah. alert: the reason he was in there is because you know nothing can kill Superman, but he came close to killing Superman because he shot him with the perfect size kryptonite bullet. <laughs> yeah, and so Bloodsport. And Dead and Deadshot are literally the exact same character. They both are assassins. They both are deadly with any firearms. They're both black. They both have beards that connect that that don't connect. Like they're, they're the exact same character. The only they both have they're both dads with daughters. They're both single dads with daughters whose mothers are like Bloodsport's ex-wife is dead, and Death Deadshot's ex-wife is a junkie. That's the only like. Of course, DC always has to make the black woman dead or a junkie. <laughs> black Lightning. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Flash, what? Black. <laughs> always goes back to CW. But, um, but the, the, the characters are the same, I think, man. I, I, I felt like they were the same. The only difference was Egypt, like Bloodsport was a deadbeat dad, and Deadshot was a really good dad. Um, okay. But to be fair, based off the dialogue he had with his daughter, it looks like the chick didn't even like tell him until like last minute and he was like yeah. we did he's like he even said I didn't want to be a dad and she sprung it up on me so yes he's a deadbeat but I don't blame him <laughs> like yeah I mean eh, I, eh, I, I, yeah. but I mean yeah I get what you're saying because like he did have his daughter by accident but it's like the care, but like the characters are exactly there's, there's the same. The characters are exactly the same. There's literally the attitude Deadshot had and the attitude Blood. They literally told Idris Elba, "I want you to be exactly what Will Smith was in Suicide Squad, but you're not him." And that and have mo have more of an attitude problem because he did have a little bit more of an attitude problem. A little bit, but they were the same character. Um, yeah. Harley Quinn was the obvious. I'm not going to touch on ca same characters. Well, Captain Boomerang ripped to that guy. He fucking died. Bro, <laughs> that... I was legitimately upset. So... So, basically, you see this montage with a whole bunch of people for Task Force X. And then you learn that they were only one half Mauler made two different sets of task force teams. And Captain Boomerang was on the throwaway team. But what, what pissed me off was like Mon Gal was the reason why he died because she blew up a helicopter that killed her and him. What makes no sense is that Mon Gal is about as strong as Superman. Why did she die? Why did she? No, no, no. First, second of all, why did she struggle to take that plane down? Right. And then died. I was like, that doesn't make like, any sense. Right. Like, she shouldn't have died, period. Because it's just an explosion. She, yeah. Like, she's immune, to, she's immune to shit. Like, her dad is Mongol, who beat, who, who, her dad is Mongol, who um, is the ruler over Warworld. Mongol can take Superman. So the fact that Mongol died in a, in a, in a, in a, a helicopter didn't explode. It fell on her. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, what was that? So I thought that was stupid, which and that killed Captain Boomerang, which I also thought was stupid because Flash hasn't even had his first movie yet and one of his major robes is dead. Right. Wow. So hopefully the Flash movie explains some stuff. 
Nope, yeah, something. Uh, something. And then, so Captain Boomerang is dead. Mongal Mon died. Um, we had Merle slash, uh, what's his name from Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. <laughs> what's that actor's name? Uh, oh. I, can't, I can't think of his name, but he died. Like, they, they, that whole squad died, but it's like Javelin died. Um, uh, what's his name? Pete Davidson's character died. Like, it, like it was just like they all died. Like eight people died. Yeah. In the also, can we talk about how Pete Davidson's character was a bitch? <laughs> oh, bitch. Oh, bitch. Like, he's scared of werewolves and werewolves. <laughs> and then Weasel was just. I, I'm not gonna lie. I called Weasel coming back because I was like, ain't nobody gonna like check this. For CPR, he, he, he came back in the end. But like, uh, I guess okay. So the that was, final that, that team, was B squad, <laughs> basically. Yeah, and then like, okay. So what was the name of the guy that could detach his arms? Uh, TDK. Yeah, TDK. TDK. Which that was like, and if you, I don't know if you guys realize, but the if you look at the Suicide Squad, most of most of them are Batman's rogue gallery. They're Batman's throwaway rogue gallery. Except yep. for King Shark, who belonged to Aquaman. Um, and he wasn't even actually Aquaman's enemy for real. Like, not really. He's not even really a villain. He actually is ruler of his own kingdom underwater. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, so, um, but King Shark and Killer Croc, same character. Um, except yep. Killer Croc wasn't stupid. Yeah, I kind of hated how they really, really, like, Dumbified killer shark, like King Shark, like because he's actually really smart in the comics and a lot of DC animated stuff. Like him in uh, the Harley Quinn show, I love him yeah. in the Harley Quinn show. He's hilarious in the Harley Quinn show. I love his. He's much better animated, it seems. Yeah, but and then I think the they probably were trying to like really make him be our shark. So they were trying to keep him like non-communicative, but it doesn't really work for people who know the character from other settings. Right. Yeah. Like I and thought I, King I Shark like, was the black Right. And I also uh, feel like maybe he, Sylvester Stallone really didn't want to do the role. <laughs> yeah, like he, he did that a little too well. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's like mm, like King Shark is Flash's enemy, but he also crosses over into Aquaman because he is the prince of a of an underwater kingdom of shark people. Um, and he goes into his backstory a little bit more in the Harley Quinn HBO Max TV show. But yeah, he he crosses over a couple mediums, but we'll mostly find him in the ocean. He's not just Central City bound. Um, who? Okay, so King Shark, Killer Croc. Uh, we didn't have a replacement for Katana, unless you want to count Ratcatcher number two. Um, I guess she could. I guess. And I was kind of disappointed in her care. I, I, I like Ratcatcher uh, number two. She's more <laughs> deadly in the comic, though. I just feel like they just needed an extra character and didn't know what to do because, like, she didn't really get the shot. She was like mostly kind of like a comedic throwaway character and also just there to be like, oh, look at this cute, wholesome character that really shouldn't be here, but she's here. Right. And then, and I mean, then I feel like they gave her a lot of backstory, though. Like, they, mm -hmm. I feel like they're building her character up for something more because I think they made her character likable enough because at the end of the day, she controls rats. Like, right. for people who don't know her, you have to soft introduce a character whose whole power is mind controlling rats, <laughs> like, which is terrifying, by the way. Like, that's still terrifying. <laughs> And then you had um you you had Katana the Rat Catcher, and then you had um Diablo. You had the Polka Dot Man to po Diablo to Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man was hilarious, but if you I like, love Polka Dot Man. <laughs> I love Polka Dot Man. He was, uh, he's one of Batman's very early villains. Him and Condiment King yep. are one of Batman's very early villains. I think they were introduced in the forties. Um, and Polka Dot Man's powers was that he did throw Polka Dots. <laughs> he did throw Polka Dots. But he wasn't as deadly in DC Comics as they started making him out to be in later continuity. Uh, but uh, Polka Dot Man, I liked his backstory. 
and I, he was very hilarious. That actor has been in four other superhero movies in total, including three he, DC comic movies. He has the range. Like, that, that, that man has the range and gets the job done. Yeah, he did a very good job of balancing like mentally unstable, but also extremely hilarious. Like you didn't yeah. mind laughing at his like, like he, like he was a very soft his, boy. <laughs> he was, and I loved his character. And I kind of hate that they killed him off because they made him a really good character. Uh, right. <laughs> and I get that it's Suicide Squad and anything can happen, but it's like DC can't have... afford to just kill off characters. <laughs> He like, said they only have time to write so many stories. Okay, <laughs> we gotta get rid of. Them. <laughs> we have only this much money, so here you go. And then we had Peacemaker, and John Cena was more quotable. <laughs> John Cena. The fact that he was never he was at the dance club really upset me. I was so mad that he did a whole. <laughs> And then I was so upset. Like, no, you're not gonna give it to us. Like between no. him and Dave Bautista says Drax, like the most quotable shit ever. It's like starfish is a slang term for butthole. You think, think of any connection? <laughs> you, you see, I had to quote that on Facebook too. Like super, like super quotable. <laughs> I love peace with all my heart. I don't care how many men, women, and children I have to kill to get it. Like, whoa, hold on. Whoa, like, whoa. whoa! It's like, why are you wearing tidy? Why are you wearing tidy whiteies? Why not? Like, jungle wearing tidy whiteies. Uh, could you imagine just walking down the street and seeing your car being used as a shield by the hall? Yeah. God, nah, but, I'd be like, well, my insurance cover that. <laughs> does that count as? Does that count as an act of God? But I think. Question I think that. I think that when it comes down to the Suicide Squad, um, I, truth be told, right? And then the villain was Starro. The villain was a couple people. It was the Thinker, who was the, the, the Flash villain. And it was also the general of Corto Maltese, which is a huge DC plot point, like fictional country mm-hmm. in all of its main continuity. But then the other, but then Starro was the, like. The real. The answer, I, mean, I like, mean, was the thinker even really a villain here? Like, I feel like the thinker, him being a villain, seemed like you just had to know he was a villain. He was more so just there. He was yeah. more like, kind of like how Lex Luthor was to bring in, um, what's his name in the movie, just to make, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on what freaking anime they had. Yeah, yeah, Doomsday, yeah. He's kind of like what Lex Luthor did the Doomsday. He was just there to bring in, like, the main big antagonist everyone was going to band together for. And, and you know, my thing is this, like, I don't even see Starro as a villain because he kind of, like, like, his his villainy was random, I feel like. I feel like his villainy was random. I, I, he was captured in space by America, of course, and they experiment on him for years. He finally breaks free, and he wants to. It's random that he did, he breaks free, and the first thing he wants to do is not escape the people who tormented him. He wants to just take over this city, this one city. He Starro appeared in the 1950s DC Comics, um, and it was part of the just the very first Justice League print. Um, mm-hmm. That's what made Justice League come together. Was Starro was so powerful and so like so world threatening that they had to bring the Justice League had to form in order to beat him. So when Starro escapes and he's like, I want to take over this city, I'm like, the city though? Like just the city? Right, just you don't want to take over the whole planet? Yeah, like you're a planet conquering alien in the comics. You just want the city. And I think that was that was my biggest issue with the new movie and with the old movie. I feel like the villain the villain really dropped the ball because in the first Suicide Squad movie, the initial villain was Amanda Waller, the perceived villain. The actual villain was Enchantress. And Enchantress, what I hated about Enchantress was she showed up. I, I get Enchantress's M.O., right? And Enchantress was like, okay, well, I want to be... I, her M.O. was always to take over. So now when she finally was able to seduce Rick Flagg into letting her go free and then starting to take over... I feel like the way she went about it was very 
it was very cheesy. It was like, oh, okay, I'm going to hide out in the subway and mind control some people, turn some people into zombies, and then I'm going to go ahead and, like, take over. And, like, she tries to seduce the Suicide Squad. It doesn't work. They shoot her, kill her, and that's the end of the fight. With Starro, I felt the same way. Because Starro breaks free, he takes over, he starts mind controlling an entire city's worth of population, and then, like, Rat Catcher summons rats. And they kill him. And that's the movie. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> the music they used for that whole scene was <laughs> so good, though. <laughs> it, I mean, but it was like, that's it? Like, that, that's it, though. Like, you literally like, okay, Starro shows up this big intergalactic bad and rats take it's him taken out. out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like it's just a whole Justice League, but rats, my nigga, like rats. Like those rats weren't even like New York City rats. They were just regular <laughs> ass old rats. You know what I mean? Like it's not the same. Like if it wasn't, if it was like these big ass New York master splinter rats, but it's just a, it's just a no, no hobby in glass rat. Like I'm not so like you know what I mean? Like like what the fuck is that? Like no, what? Like that's like why? Like like it took it took, and this is the thing. None of the Suicide Squad had any real powers except Polka Dot Man. So when it came down to Polka Dot Man and King Shark, King Shark gets thrown off screen, and we never see him until the end credits, and then basically till the end credits, and then Polka Dot Man who shoots like a uh, alien virus in the form of polka dots that's like like radi radioactive. He dies. So right, catcher. Like, as much as, like, it was a letdown, I thought it was hilarious, personally. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny it was to watch, funny. but it is stupid it, when you think about it. Yeah, it's like, but you gotta remember, like, this is the thing, James Gunn does that, because if you, That's look, what I'm at saying, Guardians, yeah. if you look at Guardians of the Galaxy 1, right, what, what was his name? What was the villain's name in, in 1? Ronan. Ronan. They literally dance battled Ronan to death. What? And 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 no, I love Chris Pratt, but he has no rhythm. <laughs> so like, you got killed by a dude with no, by a white boy with no rhythm. Ow, Sway. Like you're an intergalactic bat with an infinity stone, and you lose to no rhythm having Chris Pratt. But that's what James Gunn does. Even in Guardians of the Galaxy two, when they were going against um um Star Lord's dad, who is literally a god being, they beat him easy as hell. And I'm like. But why did we go through this movie if you were just gonna flick them and flick the bad guy away? That's stupid. But that's kind of so, comic book. That's that is very comic book esque. If you really think about it, a lot of times the villains get beat and like the, the like, stupidest thing. Just like, oh, well, he's dead now. Okay. I mean, I mean, uh, G. Lemon, G. Lovestein said dancing was a distraction. It was, but the, like, but. They were distracting him so that they could pick up the the, the power stone. Yeah, the power stone. Yeah. to kill him with it. But it was stupid because it's like, why did y'all just go pick the shit up? Like, like you didn't have to do. Hey, look at me. Like, and then and then Ronan being Ronan the Conqueror. This man's name is Ronan the Conqueror. He fell for it. Who does that? Like, who falls for stuff like that? Idiots. That's what. forward in a way to keep watching. 
Right. Which and is they a big kind difference of let it the first movie because the first movie wasn't that funny. Like it was it was really serious. It was just very intense for no reason at, at all. <laughs> and it didn't make you want to keep watching. Like you watched it because like major actors were in it and you thought it was gonna be good, but it wasn't that great. Yeah, but like this the Suicide Squad made it known, hey, there's gonna be a lot of stupid shit in this <laughs> from the jump. Like this movie, let it known, and let it be known, like, hey, don't take us too seriously. But you know what? That's what I liked about the first Suicide Squad, though, was that it's it was very DC Comics, right? And I get that a lot of people coming in to the the fold of comic book movies don't understand source material. But the problem was, and this was, this, this, there was a twofold problem with Suicide Squad versus The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, it was James Gunn, so we already knew what was going to happen. It was going to be Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Like, we, we already knew, because that's James Gunn's style. We also knew that it was not going to be as serious of a tone because it wasn't the Snyderverse. And, go, and for those who followed DC's extended universe since Man of Steel, we knew that Snyder's verse had a very specific tone. So Suicide Squad, Dave, David Ayer matched Snyder's tone as best he could. And truth be told, the Ayer cut is actually way darker than the one we got in theaters, apparently. Mm-hmm. But I like that's what I liked about Suicide Squad was like we got Deadshot, Harley Quinn, Killer Croc, Dia- uh, El Diablo, um, Katana, but we got their backstories and we got their motivations in a way that made sense and humanized those characters. Yeah, it was dark tone, but so was the whole universe at one point. But it gave us like it gave it it gave us like real motives and real passion, real character development, like. It was Idris Alba and Amanda Waller was like, if you don't do this mission, I'm gonna put your daughter in jail for stealing lipstick. Waller. That ass? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean that is that is her that is what she does though. She'll That's find the thing. stupidest thing. No, right. And that was true to Waller's form, but like Idris Alba's character didn't grow as a dad because of it. Like remember Will Smith Deadshot, they were like, if you do this mission we will give you contact with your daughter. And you saw him, like, go through, like, even in the beginning, he was like, you know, when he when he was about to try and kill Batman in front of his daughter, his daughter was like, no. And he was like, well, everything I do is for my daughter. And in the end, he was like, well, if I finish this mission for you, Rick Flag, are you going to give me my daughter? Like, you saw that development for Will Smith's character and that growth of him, like, doing the greater good for somebody he loved. With Idris Alba, you, you got that, but you didn't get it in the same depth as Deadshot. You didn't get Harley Quinn's growth because we saw her in three movies already. We don't give a fuck. Well, I would okay, so I'll argue that we didn't see Harley Quinn growth her growth in this movie. Um G loves Steam, loves Time. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I don't know which version of Time Steam you got going on. But um like even in with her killing the first president, that was Harley Quinn growth. Like in the most silly way you can think about it. That was yep. Harley Quinn growth because normally that speech was, was great. Mm-hmm. That speech was amazing for Harley Quinn. And um, G, what I was trying to say about the the comment was that um, he said that you know he liked that they didn't use Harley Quinn so much in this movie. They just used her the right amount. And I agree because Harley Quinn's a little oversaturated in the DC universe because she's about the only character they got that is super likable. Honestly, um, true. So yeah. they they have overused her, and they didn't do a great job of using her in Birds of Prey. But in this movie, we got to see Harley Quinn as like this kind of just badass. Like she, they thought they had to go save her, and she just walked out of there like, what do I do? <laughs> like, like I thought it was so cute. She's like, you guys want me to go back? I'll, I'll go back. So, and they're like, no. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Like, the girl literally saved herself, and we love to see it. I thought it was genius. Touche. I can appreciate it. But the thing is, for me, though, we saw her growth in Birds of Prey. So it's not like we didn't see that coming. You know what I mean? She was still a little dependent in Birds of Prey, but by the end of it, she still had to ride off with somebody else. Yeah. I mean, she saved Cassandra Kane, though. She saved her. She, like, actually saved her whole life and then some. Because she risked her life for Cassandra Kane. Going against Black Mask. So, 
I still felt like at the end it turned into a random chick flick where at the end of this movie she was just a part of she was a she was an essential part of the team and not so much sidekick energy like she typically gives. Even in Bird's Break, she kinda gave sidekick energy. True. True. I give you that. I give you that. Like and then I, I like how they did King Shark. I, I had conflicting I I I like King Shark by the end. But I didn't like him in the beginning. I loved, I I loved him from the jump. I, I just loved yeah. him from the jump. <laughs> At first, I was like, why is he stupid? And then I was like, ah. after a while, I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll accept this. I, I, I can fuck with this. I can fuck with it. I can fuck with it. But I was like, kind of sad for him, though, because I was like, damn, the only person I'm really going to fuck with you also fucks with rats. And then, <laughs> and then he tried to make friends with a little fish. Um, at the inside of the little facility, and they just wanted to eat them. And it was. I genuinely was concerned at that point because I thought it was like, this is how they kill King Shark. He gets eaten by fucking piranha. Yeah. I, if he had died, I, I, I was genuinely concerned because all they showed was blood. And I was like, I swear to God, if they kill off King Shark, I'm turning off this movie. <laughs> yeah, that would have been stupid. I would have been pissed. Like, listen, like, rat catchers, you that shark bait. Ooh, ah, uh, yeah. That's all she wants. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but you know, I think another part of the story that at least kind of stuck to DC's vibe was Peacemaker versus, uh, like, ultimately. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was the best he, part. And he was about to take um, Ratcatcher out of the game, too. Like, he really yeah. had, he was like, you know what? I'll stick to DC. I'll be, I'll be that guy. Yeah, no, Peacemaker versus the team was the best part of that fucking movie. Like, that was so DC, it was unfucking real. And if that, that's what I was like, I, that's when I started fucking with the movie for real. Was when Peacemaker, when he killed Rick Flagg, spoiler alert, when he killed Rick Flagg, when he's about to kill Ratcatcher, when Bloodsport just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Like, that shit was fire. I was like, this is the most DC that shit. That whole I've seen montage was so good. Yeah, them bringing that back to get out of the way it was great. Like that, all four of those actors deserve their flowers because they acted the shadow of those those scenes like beautifully, fucking beautifully. That was good. Yeah, that fight scene that we saw through the helmet was was dope. That was a great. Whoever thought of that cinematic shot needs something. We need to send like, that. Someone needs More to get them a, another check because that I never would have thought of that honestly. Yeah, no, not at all. And and that's one thing I will give James Gunn versus David Ayer is that James Gunn had better action scenes. I cannot deny that. Like, his movie had way better action scenes because David Ayer's action scenes, and I don't know if it's David Ayer's fault or Warner Brothers, because Warner Brothers had a deep hand in David Ayer's final cut, but um, David Ayer's version was just very, like, shoot, 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 run, like, very Call of Duty. Shoot, shoot, it, run, shoot, no, shoot, run. It felt like a beginner's, like, stage acting. That's if That's what it felt yeah. like. Like they were always doing blocking. The scene never actually came together. <laughs> yeah, like it just—it felt like safe. It, it felt like I was just watching Arrow, honestly, with those fight scenes. It's just like not the downplay Arrow, but it was just like very basic. Like no, we're gonna downplay Arrow. <laughs> I like the action scenes in Arrow, though. <laughs> you mean that? You mean the action scenes you could tell were choreographed, and they literally you could tell on cue when they kick and punch and duck. Those scenes, yeah, that was Ayers. No, that makes me think about even like in Birds of Prey with the when Harley Quinn was like breaking out of that jail or whatever, and in one of the scenes you literally see the guys just waiting for her to turn to them for them to start fighting. They just watch her fight the other guy and then she turns and they start fighting. I was like, who directed this scene? This is stupid. Why is why why would they kick her ass while she's fighting this other person? I'm so confused. Right. And that's what I, yeah, James Gunn did a, does a really good job with fight scenes. And he, he used all the elements of all the characters and, and their powers to bring action scenes together. And that's what I like the most about this movie. And like, he used their personalities as weapons in the fight scenes mm -hmm. as well. And, and yeah. David Ayer's Suicide Squad did not do that, except with Amanda Waller, of course. <laughs> like, Wait, can we talk about how they fucking whipped the shit out of Amanda Waller? <laughs> I, I, 
you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I've been going back and forth about that for 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 a while now. But I actually appreciate the fact that she had opposition in her own camp. I actually appreciated the fact that, like, because in the first Suicide Squad, she just killed everybody, and it's yep. like, but in this one, you know what I mean? She was like these motherfuckers. Like, I actually appreciated the fact that they, like, I was expecting her to kill them, in 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 good Waller fashion. When she found out that when she came to and she found out that they betrayed her, but when they when when she didn't kill her staff, I was like, "This is interesting. This is a turn of events." Like, I right? Like, it's probably because they wound up saving the world. She's like, "I guess I can't kill them now." Yeah, like you can take the credit for their judgment call, and maybe she gained a little bit of respect for them. Who knows? Yeah. Right. So I did. I did like that. I did appreciate that. Um. I think. She took that fucking nine iron and was like, boop. It was stunning for me. The way she hit the floor, I was like, oh. Like, she, look, she hit the floor. She hit the floor like one of them old black ladies in church catching the Holy Ghost. It was just boom. God damn. I was like, no. She's out of here. And she was down for the rest of the movie. That was literally like half a day. Like, <laughs> That she was but <laughs> I think okay. So I like the fact that this movie wasn't dark. As much as I like the darker tones of the first Suicide Squad, I appreciated that the next Suicide Squad wasn't dark. Yeah, even the dark parts they made kind of light, like that dude having yeah. all those issues with his mom. That's, I mean, that's a real issue. That's real. It thing. is. Right. They can treat Hayes like it wasn't depressing. That's what DC, like, you know, I'm a So DC, for me, has always just been like, geez, when I watch it, I just get sad. And I didn't come here to get sad. <laughs> like, just, like yeah. they got the humor of how millennials like to take dark humor about. How their how their mental health is awful and but yeah. put a, a funny spin. I appreciated that a lot. It's just like, hey, polka dot man. Imagine that's your mother. I'm just like deceased, <laughs> deceased. And you know, one thing I my thing for me if they had kept if they had kept the original characters from Suicide Squad and then just made this one funny, I would have liked that too. Because we already fleshed out the dark parts of those characters, we know what they're capable of, and then like we know what they're about. So now we can see what they're capable of. Uh, which is why I was mad Captain Boomerang died. I really didn't. I I love Captain oh, Boomy or Boomer. Sorry. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see what they do with the Weasel character. I'm interested to see what, what they <laughs> right? for that guy. Okay. Okay. Like, the, like at the beginning, they're like. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't look that dangerous, but you know, he, he's killed a couple of children. Like, wait, he killed 27 children. But we, we think he, he, we think he agrees to this, okay? That's why he's here. Like, I was like, what? So, like, what got me, so in two parts, is, like, number one, you mean to tell me none of the people watching the squad had, like, vitals on them? First of all, none of them had, like, a tracker to track their vitals to tell that he was still alive. And then second of all, you mean nobody debriefed all these people, like, hey, you're gonna have to swim? Like, the fact that that was a plot point, like, nobody checked to see if Weasel could swim, I'm... <laughs> took me out and I was dead. <laughs> I mean, even if they asked him, could he have answered? Like, I don't know. What doesn't make sense is that they did have trackers on him. So, after, like, did they just think his body was floating towards shore? They didn't recognize eventually he was, like, moving in a oh. specific direction? Well, I mean, every their vitals were all in a case. So once they close that case and they're done for the day, like they don't keep track of them anymore until they turn the case back on. So maybe we will pop up next to a side squad. But imagine, okay, but you got to think about it like this, right? Imagine getting invaded. Imagine you have a corrupt government. Then that corrupt government is housing an alien being who has the power to take control of your body. And then after all that's said and done, and you get invaded by a bunch of Spanish-speaking rats, with <laughs> a giant fucking man-sized weasel that eats children. Like, what the fuck, bro? I'd be like, yo, what the hell? It's time to move. 
<laughs> it's like, oh, we get on our island back together, but first we gotta take care of the weasel man. Yeah, like, now we gotta take care of the weasel man after the fucking giant starfish, after fucking Patrick decides to, like, mind wipe everybody. What the fuck is this shit? I'd be like, yo, it's not, like, it's not, like, what do they say in Gotham? It's time to move to Metropolis. Like, this is some bullshit. Like, <laughs> at least we know we're safe in Metropolis, because this is stupid. You know, like, it, like, that's wild. That's, uh, it's, it's the funny, like, undertones, you know, and the fact that Peacemaker, of course, was going to be alive at the end of the movie, even though Bloodsport killed him. We knew he was like, going to be alive. Like, we saw him die. Yeah. But Peacemaker is saving for his own HBO Max TV show. So we knew he was going to live out of it. So we'll see, him, we'll, see, we'll see more of John Cena and some tiny whiteies on HBO Max sometime next year. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> tidy whitey. I'm like, it was so fucking weird because right as Idri said, really tidy whiteys, that was, my, I literally said the same time and I was just like, I'm glad we both were the same way. Like, like really tidy whiteys? 90% of the men watching that movie thought that exact same thing when he just walked up and we were like, really underwear? Like, why? And then he just had to right, like, like, really? Appreciate that. So what, like, I guess my question for y'all would be from Suicide Squad, what was your like golden nugget of that movie? Because I mean we clearly have made a choice, but we 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 rolled with Suicide Squad so <laughs> when it was competing with itself. Yeah. I think what for did y'all me, actually like most about that one? For me, for the first Suicide Squad, what I liked is how they humanized the villains. Like, I, even though it seemed like a dead shot Harley Quinn movie, um, and it's because they were centered on those two stars more than anything. Yeah, uh, I like the fact that we got to we got all the characters humanized. Even Katana, who showed up like but not really showed up, still got a good backstory. Um, and that's what I liked. I, I love a good I love a good villain turned hero or villain turned anti-hero. And they did a better job in Suicide Squad than they did in the Suicide Squad. Like I really Diablo was still like my favorite thing of the first one. Yeah. Really love Diablo. Definitely a redeemable character. Definitely redeemed himself in that in that story arc. Absolutely. What about you, Marmaline? I'm gonna be a basic pumpkin spice latte and just say Harley Quinn. That's it. Okay, but you're not wrong. Like the fact that it was actually Margot Robbie doing her stunts in that elevator scene in heels. Like, come on. Like we we love to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's serious so, about her. Um, I think Melody the animated. I think that was her who said. Uh, Margot said she wasn't. She wasn't sure when she was coming back for the Harley Quinn role. So we might not see her on screen. Yeah, yeah, Kyla. Yeah, Kyla's mentioned that because uh, Margot said in like I think it was some interview she had with like someone they weren't gonna have her in the movie because they because they were supposed to you know fill for her solo movie like another solo movie but they wound up being able to contractually do it so they had to kind of like shoehorn her in somewhere and she was able to do the movie and they. And like someone said earlier, they had just enough like solo Harley. It was great Like she didn't like overtake the movie. The thing is, too, though, Har- um, they don't have a movie slated with Harley Quinn in it for a while. They're trying to work on Batman with uh, uh, Robert Pattinson. They're trying mm-hmm. to work on The Flash with Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, and Ezra Miller. Um, they're trying to work on Shazam 2, uh, Black Adam 1. So they don't have Margot Robbie slated to be Harley Quinn anytime soon. It'll probably be another two years before we see Margot Robbie in anything. And honestly, I'm glad for that because she's oversaturated at this point because she's literally like, if it's not every movie, it's trash. So, yeah. I mean, we got the animated series to carry us through. Yeah. Hopefully. That's true. What did you guys like about the Suicide Squad? What was your favorite moments in the <laughs> The scene where they're like, they're going to torture Harley, and I'm like, that's not going to work. You can't torture Harley. I'm literally no. screaming at that screen. I was like, that's not how this works. Y'all going to play yourselves. Like, y'all going to play yourselves. And sure enough, they played themselves in that whole montage of her singing, Nobody Loves Me. 
wants to snap at the dude's neck with her fucking thighs and then just fucking use her gymnast abilities to fucking unlock herself and then grab an Uzi, grab another Uzi and go pop, pop, pop. I was like, I love this. I absolutely love this. Fun fact, she actually, Margot Robbie did that entire scene herself. Yep, she did her, she did her own stunts. She is, uh, she deserves her flowers for a second. I think, um, what about you, Mermaid? What's your favorite part? Listen, you know where my obsession lies when it comes to DC. It's, it's whatever Harley did or said, that's what my favorite part was. I promise you that's what it was. As soon as she showed up, I already knew that I was going to get that level of like sarcasm that speaks to my soul. Um, but I think I think I actually one of my favorite things um, is when uh, they're kind of they're in the building and it's Harley, Polka Dot Man, and Idris Elba in the bus driver. <laughs> Milton, Milton, Milton. Oh my God, Milton! That scene was so fucking funny. Okay, literally me, when I saw Milton go in the building, I was like, no, Milton, why are you going to the building? Stop, Milton. And I was, and then they killed Milton. I was like, Milton, no. And I was, and Polka Dot Man's like, Milton, I'm like, thank you. Somebody besides me cares about Milton. Milton said he was down for the motherfucking cause, okay? Milton was- He was. Before the movie ended again, Harley was talking to Idris Elba's character. She was like, "Listen, Milton, I can be your friend." He's like, "That's not my name." Not my name. <laughs> like, not my name. <laughs> like that was that was like I, I Mil damn Milton, God damn Milton, <laughs> my boy Milton. All right, Peter Milton. Um, really R.I.P. Milton. He was for the cause. <laughs> I think that my favorite character was I, my favorite character. I love Ratcatcher's acting. I love Polka Dot Man, just like Shady Hayes said. I love Polka Dot Man. I love because, Polka Dot like, Man. It was like I remember how trash he was as a character for like since the forties. So for his character to get some actual shine was cool, and then for it to be a good moment for his character, I was like, I fuck with him. Somebody's gonna cosplay him as the next time. I might do it, but I do I, it. I, you I, just I, need a white jumpsuit and paint some polka dots. That's it. Paint some polka dots. That's it. Like I, polka dot man is my hero. He he. That's all he wanted to be was a superhero. He finally was like in the last moment, he died being a hero. The, uh, I with the MVP of the movie was polka dot man. MVP. Like he MVP. Just like Diablo so, was the MVP, Polka Dot Man was the MVP. And so Peacemaker is going to set up the rest of the universe along with the Flashpoint movie that nobody asked for. Uh, <laughs> it's like how we start with the first Flash movie is the fucking Flashpoint. Like, what? And I think that, I don't know. I can't speak on DC going forward. Um, Press Dreams was like, why, well, Press Dream 88 was like, why don't we just scrap the whole universe? I don't disagree. I feel like, I feel like what should have happened, I feel like they should have let Snyder finish his shit, even if it was on HBO Max, and then start their cinematic universe over with Robert Pattinson's Batman. Which, the irony is, Robert Pattinson's Batman has the same tone as the Snyderverse. So it's like, okay. But heck, can I mean, we just restart know. it with just uh, Shazam being the starting movie? Because God, Shazam was so good. Because truth be told, I still stand by what I've been saying for years that they should have started this, they, like they should have let Snyder finish his shit and like let his vision go, and then started because Snyder said that he ended his universe in a way that would have rebooted the universe in the first place. So I would have just let Snyder do his shit, collect the revenue from that. And then, and then I would have just started over with Justice League Dark. 
like oh, Shazam, God. like Shazam, Constantine, Zatanna. Like I would have just started over with Justice League Dark. I feel like that would have been the best way to go, honestly. Um, but give me Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan is the only Constantine. Especially considering the success of Constantine, Legends of Tomorrow, Shazam, um, Swamp Thing was really good. Um, what else? What? Oh, there was one more I'm thinking of. Oh, Lucifer on Netflix, which comes back in September. Like considering those successes, like you think that like DC would go more supernatural. Because I feel like Marvel, that's one thing that DC can touch better than Marvel. And Marvel's just now tapping into their supernatural, but they're going to dip in and out because magic is a hard thing to play with. DC can really go there in a way that Marvel can't. And if you don't believe me, check out Justice League War, Apocalypse, Justice League Apocalypse War. That's a perfect example of powers and magic combined into one movie. Um, but yeah, I think I think that We'll see how the we'll see how DC goes, man. Um, I'm still gonna watch their cartoons because that's what we got. That's what's good. That's what's good. Their cartoons are pretty good. The animated stuff is great. The movies are hit for certain. Please so, watch Shazam. If none of y'all have seen Shazam, I cannot stress this enough. People need to watch Shazam. 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 That movie did not get the marketing it deserved. No, I stand, by, I stand. I stand by this. I really only watched Shazam because it was a dollar in the red box. Like I, I wasn't. I didn't go to the theaters to see it was a dollar. It was available. It was kid friendly. It was a way for me to entertain children. It made sense. And then I was like, damn, this is a good movie. <laughs> right. It had a good amount of serious mixed in with comedy. Yeah. Shazam, Shazam was brilliant, and I I think that's where the universe needs to go, to be honest. Um, but we'll we'll see. Any final thoughts, ladies, before we wrap this up? Isn't Starfish playing for butthole? Is there any connection? <laughs> the world needs to know. Somebody look it up and let us know. Also, In this movie 90s, has kaiju's. <laughs> There's the fucking country with this shit. Like, so honestly, you guys go see suicide. You guys go see the Suicide Squad. You know, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It is a better movie overall. Um, I hate to say it, but it is a better movie overall. Go see it. You guys are gonna enjoy it. It's worth the money. If not, I'm, I promise it's not trash, and we're just like you know trying to bait you into. It's good. It was really genuine. If the movie doesn't get you within the first five minutes, I don't trust you. The first five minutes had me sold. You guys go check out Suicide Squad in theaters and on HBO, HBO Max. HBO Max. It's only going to be on HBO Max for 30 days, so still your friend. It's already been a week, so still your friend's passcode so y'all can get into there and watch it. Um, but other than that, this is your boy John the Dead, aka Johnny D, Mermaid Moonchild. Danielle, Nekoyasha. We out of here, man. We'll see you guys later. Uh, coming soon. It's the Blurred Community a Safe Community. <laughs> We're going to talk about it eventually, I promise. We now will. we out of here. Peace. Have a good night.